We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. This morning, I just believe God wants to move uh, phenomenally in our lives. And, I, and, and man, I, I was preparing this message and just, just felt the Holy Spirit just downloading stuff from heaven. And, and I really pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will, will uh, what He downloaded to me will be articulated and downloaded to you. And so um, I'll, I just want us to pray and uh, just open up our hearts to Jesus this morning. Is that all right? Because that is a good thing. Amen. <laughs> All right, amen. Father, I thank you for every person here today, Lord, whether they're in the foyer, in the auditorium, whether they're in the parents' room, for all the children out of the children's and the, 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 the uh, volunteers, the pe- people teaching, serving you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move in our lives this morning, that, Lord, we would know who we are in you, Jesus, the authority that we carry. And, Lord, I thank you that in the name of Jesus, Lord, anything is possible. And Lord, I pray that as we finish this series, but Lord, not finish what your work is, uh, Lord, I just pray that this will just stir in our hearts this morning even greater, even greater, and even greater in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you if you've, haven't been in church for a little while, we've been doing this series called In the Name of Jesus. And uh, this is probably uh, almost the longest series uh, that we've done. We've done probably around about five or six weeks, or this could be the sixth week on it. Um, and, and here's the thing. It could actually just keep going, right? Because who do we worship? Who's our King? Who's our Lord? Don't we just want to know more about Jesus? I, I pray that's, that's your heart. If you've, if you've never been in church this morning and you don't know Jesus, I pray by the end of this service, you'll, you'll just know a little bit about Him. And probably the greatest thing that I could tell you about Jesus is that He loves you. And He doesn't care when we talk about, you know, you might have heard about Christianity and you're like, oh, we've got to be good and all this sort of stuff. No, you don't have to be good. What you have to be is saved. Amen. There's, there's an element of good to it as well, but that doesn't make you saved. Your faith makes you saved. And what happens is when you have, have faith in Jesus, what happens is something changes on the inside of you that makes you want to live your life that's going to honour God. So it's not a have to be good, it's a want to be good. Amen. So that's, that's gospel right there, one, 101. Um, and, and so it's the name of Jesus. He's, we could be preaching on Him for the rest of our lives, and we probably should because it's all about Jesus. But uh, So anyway, just really recapping, the, the foundation of this whole series has been John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, and it will come up on the screen, hopefully. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in the name, in my name, and I will do it. Praise Jesus for that right now. He is a good God. He is honourable to His Word. And so that's been the foundation of this whole series. Because why? Because Jesus came to save us, but also to bring glory to the Father. 
And we're not about asking Jesus to do stuff in His name to bring glory to us. We're about asking Jesus to do things in His name with us to bring glory to the Father. And I think that's important to know. Um, one of the things that happens in life right now, and I know some of you, are, some of you do this because I've seen it, is, 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 is that phenomenal uh, or phenomenon that is called the selfie. Anyone taken a selfie before? In fact, actually, no, don't put your hand up. As if, so if you don't know what a selfie is, is when you have your phone and uh, you, you, you push the button so the f- camera is not focusing outwards, it's focusing back to you. You put yourself in the picture and you take a photo. So who has not done that if you're under the age of 50? Exactly. So most people have done it. I've let some of the next year, oh, the, the previous, you know, anyway. Uh, just, hey, man, oh, phones are tricky things. Anyway, but um, we, all, we all like the selfie. Why is the selfie great? Because most of the picture is you. Come on, anyone honest people right now like looking at the selfie? Oh, how did I look in there? Who cares about what the background was? It's all about how I looked in the selfie. Anyone want to be honest this morning? What about, oh, this is the best, this is the best thing. Is like when you get invited to a wedding, all right? We get invited to a wedding and they say, don't put, you know, photos up on social media. And so we're waiting and we're waiting and waiting. And then suddenly the photographer who's there has done the editing and all that sort of stuff. And then like 108 pictures come up on social media of the wedding of this. And we scroll and we, we go, oh, awesome. What's the first thing you do? Is you scroll through 108 photos looking for the photo that you're in. And you look at how you look, right? Anyone, anyone done that? Come on, let's be honest. Or yeah, anyone lying this morning? And, and we scroll through the photos just to look. And then we're always looking for that group photo, aren't we? Because at weddings these days, every, there's a group photo. Anyone been to a wedding and been part of a group photo? Throw the hand up. Go on and keep. And so, and, and there's the group. And, and then there's, there's that, um, what would you call it? There's that uh, polite but purposeful positioning of who and where and what, who I'm going to stand next to, where I'm going to stand in this. I want to try and get closest to the groom and the bride. Or maybe there's people in here that hate group photos and you're like, where's Wally in the background? It's like you get to that group photo and you're like, where, where, oh, I knew there was someone there. And it's like, oh, the, oh, there I am. Or maybe you just, just don't care whatsoever. I, I think, you know, when it comes, well, you're like going, what the heck has this got to do with the name of Jesus? Well, the, what it has to do with what you're part of, what you're in. See, when we got saved, we became part of the bride of Christ. There was effectively a wedding that happened. Now, we don't have time to go into it and preach through it, but we, the, Christ came and died on the cross, rose again for us to, to create a wedding bond. It says that the church is the bride of, the Christ, bride of Christ. We are the church. So here's the thing. You're in the group photo, but where are you in the group photo? You know, are you one of these people as a Christian, like happy to be in the background and maybe they get to see your hat? Because there's some amazing hats at weddings these days. Most of those people are always in the front and people are hiding behind the hats anyway. But 
you're part of the group photo. But I want to say this morning, and I want to get across to us this morning, let's not be in the background. I know there's lots of people in the body of Christ, but Jesus loves you so much that He doesn't want you to hide in the background. He wants you in the front ground and within the foreground with Him. It's like it's a, He wants to be the, 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 the person in the selfie with you. He wants to be with you. And it's what we're in this morning. And, and we have this invited. Who likes to be invited to weddings? Who gets a bit stink if you've been missed out? Come on, we all know. In fact, you know, it's probably something, there's an epidemic in young adults. There's weddings left, right and centre. It's like, who do we invite? Who do we don't invite? Oh, am I going to offend that person? Oh, am I going to offend? Just invite who you want there, all right. But we're invited. We're included this morning. We're, we're in Christ this morning, the hope of glory. Amen. All right, you got to help me out a little bit more this morning. I want to feel a little bit more loved. Is that all right? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Anyone know this? You would have heard it a hundred times. It says this, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ, with a resounding yes, and through Christ our Amen. Which means yes. See, our amen, which means yes. That's why whenever you hear the preacher say sometimes amen, it means yes. Uh, ascends to God for His glory. His, God's promises are not just yes and amen. They are His promises have been fulfilled in Christ. In Christ this morning. They're not in, in me or they're not in you, but yes, they are. I'll get to that in a minute. But we're in Christ we're in Christ this morning with a resounding yes. So when we respond, we respond who we are and what we're in. Anyone in the All Blacks right now? No one's in the All Blacks because they're currently in Wales. And I will not do a spoiler alert if you're wanting to watch the game later on. Uh, what are you in right now? Not, you're, you're in a building. But what happens when you leave? Nothing. Nothing's in here. When you're, when you're in Christ, you're in Christ. You're in the group photo. There's not a lot you can do to get out of the group photo. But I think what you can do is you can position yourself in the group photo in Christianity where you want to be in the foreground with Christ doing what He's called you to do or you're hiding behind the person at that, with the big hat in the background going, I'm not sure about this Christian thing. I'm, I'm just doing my own thing. See, this morning I want to encourage you. You're in Christ because His promises have been fulfilled in Christ with the resounding yes, and through Christ is our amen. When it's through Christ, we're, here's the thing, we're in Christ, and then it's, and then, so we're in Christ, and then well, when it's through Christ, is we're, there's this, this power of God that is working together with us and Christ. Why to bring glory to God? So when we go around going, promises of God are yes and amen, there's so much in this. To know that the promises of God are yes, amen. Why? Because we're in Christ. And because when we're in Christ, Christ moves and works through us. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so let's keep going. I want to get to First uh, John chapter 5, verses 13 to 15 today. Are you there? First John is near the back of the Bible. 
And we're going to read a few scriptures out of chapter 5 of 1 John or 1 John. And, uh, and then I'm going to read 13 to 15, but we're also jumping back to the beginning of chapter 5. It says this from verse 13. It says, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. You're in Christ. And we are confident that He hears us wherever we ask, whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know He hears us, we, when we make our requests, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. There is power in the name of Jesus this morning. We, when we ask God, whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him, and since we know that He hears us, uh, when we make our requests, we also know that He will give us whatever we ask for. Amen to that right now. It's, 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 it's just John chapter 12 in 1 John chapter 5. When we ask, we will receive. Do we believe that this morning? When, because we are in Christ. Um, when, when you ask God for something, are you, are you having a conversation to Him? Or are you, are you having a conversation in Him? I think this is really important to understand and I, and I ask the Holy Spirit to help me articulate this morning because I think a lot of the times as Christians, we're praying to God. But the Bible says that Christ lives in us, the hope of glory. With the, all the promises of God are yes, amen, in Christ. We've got to understand when we're communicating, the power of God is moving in us. This is Ephesians 3.20, right? Uh, God can do immeasurably more then we could ask or think at work with the power of God in us. And we've got to understand that when we're praying for something, yes, it is polite because it's a request, but Christ is living in us for us then to go, you know what, I'm, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Anyone get to the point where they've had enough of something? You, you know, life is heavy, life is hard, and... Uh, and, and life gets on top of you, and uh, you just, just, it's thick with stuff. And in fact, the, the message that I've, I've titled this message this morning is, Your Answer is in the Thick of It. Your Answer is in the Thick of It. A lot of, you know, stuff happens in life. And the devil does a whole lot of stuff and, and he tries to come upon you and he tries to pull you down and he, and he tries to have, have, have this. Why? Because that's his job. That he's, 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 been, he's been destroyed. He, he's been beaten. Jesus is victorious over it. But for some reason, he's been allowed to, to stay and to roam the earth for a short period of time until the second coming of Jesus. And then, and then he's going to be dealt with once and for all. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm looking forward to that day. But for a moment, he's still allowed because we have a job to do to tell the world that Jesus lives, to put hope and life into people's hearts. But then, then life gets busy and, 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 and it's just heavy. But I want to tell you this morning that he, when we ask, we will receive because there's power in the name of Jesus. And we are in Christ, the hope of glory. And I pray that that's, this is coming across. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, 
It says this, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by, by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave me Himself for me. So Christ lives in us, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in you this morning. Amen. Christ lives in you this morning. And so we're establishing that. So see, my position is in Christ. I'm not talking to Jesus. I'm talking with Jesus. When I'm praying for something, I'm talking with Jesus. So what's your position? Where are you? Are you the photographer taking a photo of the circumstances? Or is it time to, to know that there's a selfie with you and Jesus in the circumstances? Because a lot of the times we, we look at it from our perspective. And here's the thing, if, if, if Jesus is living in us and we're the photographer, where is he? Because he's the photographer as well. And so he's not in the circumstance, but when we put ourselves, get it? When we put ourselves in the selfie, Jesus lives in us. He's in the circumstance. We can, we, can honor, we, can, we can go, you know what? We can push through this. We can believe for the circumstance. Why? Because in Christ, all of God's promises are a yes and an amen through Him this morning. So what's your position? Where are you, where are you in the photo? Where are you in the circumstance right now? Is, 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 is life getting on top of you? Is, is there challenges in front of you? I dare to say probably yes to every single one of us. Why? Because we're fighting against a devil who wants to destroy us. But the greatest answer is living inside of us. The greatest, the name of Jesus lives in us. Jesus lives in us. The power of God lives in you this morning. Power of God lives in you. When you go and pray and when you go and lay hands on the sick, what are you doing? You're transferring power. You're transferring power. We'll just go to the start of 1 John this morning. Are we all right? All right. This is just going to hopefully ramp up in a minute. Um, 1 John chapter 5, when we're going to the start of this chapter now, verses 1 through 5, it says this, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know, know we love God's children if we love God and obey His commandments. Loving God means keeping His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Great scripture. It's great when you read your Bible. Eh? Some like cool scriptures come out. Funny that. Anyway. <laughs> Loving God means keeping His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. Do you find it hard to follow God's plan for your life? Are they a burden? I don't, I don't know then if, 
if you're following God's plan for your life, that shouldn't be a burden. Because it says this in the Bible right here. It says, loving God means keeping His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. They're not burdensome, if I'm saying that correctly. But, but life gets heavy. Life gets hard. Life gets difficult. And then how are we supposed to carry the burden? How are we supposed to outwork this stuff? Well, you know, loving God means keeping His commandments. See, the, what I've learned is that the devil loves to put weight on us. He likes to put stuff on us. He likes to load us up with insecurities or, or illnesses or disease or, or lack of provision. Or He loves to load us up with disappointment. He loves to load us up with offense. He loves to load us up with all types of things that just get heavy on us and, and burden us down. But I, I love the thing about Jesus, the nature of Jesus is that he's not about loading a burden up on us. He's about taking the burden off. Because when we obey his commandments, we learn to live in the slipstream of Jesus. But the problem is, is we try to do life by ourselves. And there's probably areas that we can say, it's not even the devil that's put a burden on our life. It's probably even lack of trust or lack of faith. Now, I'm not a big on using the word lack of faith because, because I don't like trying to come down on people. But I like what the, what the Father said, Lord, about help me with my unbelief. Well, that's what I'm big on is going, Lord, help me with my unbelief. So it's not lack of faith, it's going, but, but pointing people to Jesus to say, help me with my unbelief. But, the, but, but we carry these, whether it's out of obedience or disobedience, or whether the devil is having a go at us, there's burdens that come on our life. The great thing about it is that Jesus is, is a person who learn, knows how to remove burdens. Amen? Isn't that good this morning? And I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but are you burdened by something this morning? I, I guess 100% of us would put our hands up because that's what the life that we're living in. We, might not, we can be free, but there will also be a challenge, I believe, in life. But Matthew 11, chapter 28, let's go there for a second in our Bible. It says this, Then Jesus says, Come to me, you may, you may know the Scripture, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. It's, no, it's November, almost December. Who wants a rest? We're, we're almost, you know, some of you are not, uh, you know, holidays at, in December and that's okay. But most of, the, most of New Zealand holidays at Christmas time. Most of New Zealand is ready for a rest. Who's looking forward to the sandy beaches? It's for the warm sun. To the six minute burn time to the sunburn recovery cream. Anyway, when we come to Jesus, it says this. He says, uh, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Next. Is that it? I've got more in my Bible. <laughs> Hopefully you've got more in your Bible too. He says this, take 
It's actually all I wrote down for them. Sorry, guys. Take my yoke upon you. Um, let me teach you because what? I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you, the burden I give you is light. The burden that Jesus gives you is light. So keeping His commandments should mean that it's, a, it's an easy burden. It's not a burdensome to keep God's commandment. Living Christian life shouldn't be burdensome. But why is it then? <laughs> because we don't know what position we are. When we come to Jesus, it says that He is humble at heart and gentle at heart, and He will find rest for our souls. He'll find rest for our souls. He's got an answer for that circumstance. He's got an answer for that burden. He's got an answer for you and for me this morning. Our challenge is though, do we trust Him? Do we trust Him? Do we trust Him to come through in this circumstance? Do we believe that He's going to provide? Do we trust Him to help in that area? Do we trust Him for that healing? Do we trust Him for that breakthrough? Do we trust Him that he's, he, he really does love you and He's for you? Do we trust Him that He's forgiven us from all our sin? Do we trust Him that the Bible says that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus? Do we know that? Because here's the thing is, when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you're in the picture. You're saved. It's only the devil that will try to burden you with doubt that you're not saved. It's, it's only the devil that will try and burden you with saying, hey, the sin in your life is, is, is destroying you, which it is, by the way. But you can run to Jesus and he can help you because what his burden is light. But we walk around with these burdens. We walk around with the stuff. Oh, I pray this morning that we'll know what position we're in. We'll know what position we're in. I was listening to a, a, a podcast and it talked about how they were praying for this, this 37-year-old brother or 32-year-old brother. And they were praying and praying and praying and praying. But unfortunately, the 32-year-old passed away. And they're like, what's going on? You know, they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. They were sure. You know, they were. But in the end, what happened was the, the, the on-flow effect of unfortunately that person passing away led to so many, so many people giving their lives to Jesus at that funeral. See, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And, and it's not saying we don't pray because we pray. I was listening to another podcast about how someone, and I may have shared this already, but had passed away, had died, but they were praying, no, your word says in the name of Jesus. Your word says in the name, ask for anything in the name of Jesus. And so for, for, for a while, this person had passed away and they were, oh, sorry, they, were, they, were, they hadn't passed away. They were still alive, but they were very, very sick in hospital, unconscious and uh, and this, then, then what happened is they prayed for two days, prayed, prayed, prayed. And in the end, the person came back to health and uh, came alive again. And then the person was telling a testimony about it. 
And they said, yeah, I'd actually gone to heaven and I was talking with God. But God, Jesus told me that I had to go back because someone keeps praying in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that, that's awesome. That's amazing. Because like, no, I'm, because he wanted to stay. He's like, hey, Jesus is telling you, I'm sorry. I'm true to my word. Someone keeps praying with faith in the name of Jesus. You've got to go back. The person was Kenneth Hagin. Come on, what position are you in? Let's run to Jesus. If you're heavy burden, run to Jesus because he will give you rest. Following Jesus is not burdensome commandments. It's about living our lives trusting in him because there's power in the name of Jesus. I want to finish with, with the story out of Genesis Many of you may know this, but Genesis chapter 22, it's the, it's, it's, it's the promise of God because uh, with Abraham and God says to Abraham, you're going to you know, be the father of many sons, many sons. Anyway, um, we're not going to sing it. We need Jesus to stay here. But, uh, but uh, there's this promise and we know with Sarah and they were old in age, a hundred impossible situation in the natural. Come on, what impossible situation in the natural can Jesus come through this morning for? If he can do it then, he can definitely still do it now. But an impossible situation in the natural. And then they, 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 he prophesies, and, and year, a year later, the son is born. But then an angel of the Lord turns up to Abraham again and says, Hey, by the way, take your son. You know, the one that's supposed to be the father of all nations and all that sort of, you know, help, all that sort of stuff. By the way, take him and I want you to take him for a three-day journey. And when you find this hill, I want you to tie him up and I want you to sacrifice him to me. Now, yes, that is weird and strange. Just in case you were thinking, there's a promise from God. There's a promise that he said, this is what you're going to, this is going, you're going to be blessed. And then this situation happens. That's weird. Has God ever asked you to do something that doesn't align with the promises that he's had? But when we trust in God, we find out what happens. So in Genesis chapter 22, from 5 to 14, let's read this passage. It says, stay here. And so just a little bit of context. So Abraham's gone with Isaac and they've traveled the three days. They've got to the foot of this mountain and he tells this to the servants. And this is where we get up. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little further. Um, we will worship there and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them walked on together. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood, Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. 
Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do, you, uh, do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you, are truly, that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he, looked, so he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Worship team, if you don't mind jumping up. I want to talk just for eight minutes and 19 seconds longer. This is an amazing passage of Scripture of faith. Abraham's the father of faith. We hear, we read this in the Bible, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, the stories of faith. But in the story, we read that there's this conversation going on and Abraham placed the wood on Isaac's shoulders. Abraham placed the wood on Isaac's shoulders. I wonder what wood has been placed on our shoulders. I wonder what things in life right now that God is even placing on our shoulders to get our attention so that we would run to Him because His burden is light. His yoke is easy and His burden is light. See, we, we can live life burdened, but the Bible just clearly has told us not to live life burdensome, to live our life free. How do we do that? We live it by living in the commandments and obeying and, and, and walking out by faith all what God has given to us. But in this situation, we've got good men, godly men, obeying the Word of God, obeying an angel of the Lord, a Word of the Lord. And they get to this point where they stop to outwork what God has called them to do. And, and uh, see, see, Abraham places the wood on Isaac's shoulders. See, I wonder about this. It says, I wrote this down. It says, the weight that you think you are carrying is the fuel for the fire of the promise of God. See, the weight that we think we are carrying is the very fuel for the promise that God has for us. Well, I've been burdened with this for a while. Con, it's the very fuel for the sacrifice. See, what was the title of the message? Was the title of the message was, your answer is in the thick of it. Where was the answer? The answer was a conversation with Abraham and Isaac. Isaac says to his dad, Dad, we got the, hey, by the way, Dad, I'm a little curious. We've got the wood. We've got the fire. You've got the knife. Where's the ram? Where's the sacrifice? And the very thing that Abraham says brings the answer. What does Abraham say? He says, God will provide the sacrifice. He says, God will provide the sacrifice. What's our language like? 
if we know the position we're in, the language that we speak should replicate our position. See, in the name of Jesus is not just about a name. It's not just about our Lord. It's not just about our God. It's about the position we come from. It's about knowing who we are in Christ, out of the hope of glory. See, see, when burdens come in our life, they're, they're, just, they're just there to fuel the fire that God has promised us. They're just there to go, you know what? I, I, my, my answer to this circumstance is going to be God will provide the victory. Why? Because in the name of Jesus, I can ask for anything and He will provide the victory. See, the title was, Your Answer is in the Thick of It. Just take out the of. Your answer is in the thicket. Your answer is in the thicket. The thicket came from the prophetic declaration that came from Abraham's voice. When we pray in the position of Jesus, that's our prophetic voice. And what's going to happen? There's going to be a thicket with the answer. There's going to be a thicket with the answer. There's a thicket with your answer this morning. I've, I've, got, a, I've got the hosting team and I've got just these little cards. They're nothing flash. In fact, um, truth be known, I, I downloaded this from the internet. But it's the Word of God, so it's God's anyway. And the hosting team are going to hand it out because... There's many promises in the name of Jesus. There's many promises. Just like Abraham, though he knew he knew the promise of God. I don't know how we figured it all out, but he knew that God had promised him that he'd be the father of many nations. But somehow he had to go and take his son to die and sacrifice him. But his answer was still, God will provide this sacrifice. See, when we know our position, like Abraham knew his position, our language will determine the prophetic outcome of what we're believing for. See, these little cards um, are, if, if uh, I think, are awesome because if your Bible is this size, they fit in there right really nicely. So like that. See, so sorry, I we measured it off my Bible, All right? Because I just reckon it's a great little bookmark. It's just something to put in there. And because my position is, well, he's, there's many things, many names that he's been called. He's been called the Almighty One because he is the Almighty, Almighty One who is and who was and is to come. He's been called the Alpha and Omega. He's the Advocate. Praise Jesus that he's the Advocate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that Jesus stands between me and the Lord God. And He's taken my sin. Are you excited that He's taken your sin? So our language is like, thank you, Lord, that you're my advocate. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Thank you that in the name of Jesus, Lord, you're going to help me have faith in this. You're going to help me perfect my faith. You're going to help me lead me in this circumstance. Help me when I doubt. Help me when I have disbelief. He's the authority. He's the bread of life. There's no more hunger. Those who thirst and hunger run to Him. 
He's the beloved Son of God. He's the Bridegroom. He's the chief cornerstone. What do you need to align yourself with? Maybe you're aligning yourself not with Jesus. There's pressure of the world. There's circumstances that are dictating how you set out your life. But when we say, in the name of Jesus, you are my cornerstone. We set our life out from a cornerstone. I like this scripture because I have a building background, but a cornerstone was what everything else is referred to when building back in the time of Jesus in Romans. He's the deliverer. He's faithful and true. And He's faithful to answer those prayers. He's true to His Word. He's the Good Shepherd. He loves you. Like in New Zealand, we don't get this because you jump into a paddock and all the sheep run away. <laughs> That's because we think it's fun to ride them. But no, we, when we were in Israel, we went to this place where they had it all set up and they'd tr- they, they treated the sheep the way the shepherd would have treated the sheep. And when the shepherd walked up, what happened? All the sheep ran to him. He is the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He's the great high priest. He's the head of the church. He's the holy servant. He's the I am. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Praise the Lord. He's Emmanuel. He's God with you. He's God with me. Because His burdens are light. I thank Jesus that I share my burdens with Him. That He takes them. He's the judge. He's the King of kings. He's the Lamb of God. He's the light of the world. I like this one. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord of all. He's our mediator. He's the Messiah. He's the mighty one. The one who sets free. Come on, if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. I like that because it gives hope to everyone struggling in addiction. Because when I go to the Word of God and I say, in the name of Jesus, it says those who the sun sets free are free indeed. When you're struggling with an area or an issue, what? In the name of Jesus, the one who sets everyone free. He's my hope. He's your hope. He's the peace. He's the prophet, the redeemer. He's the victorious risen Lord. He's your rock, my rock. He's the sacrifice for our sins. He's our saviour. In the name of Jesus, He's the Son of Man, the Son of the Most High, Supreme Creator over all. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the door. He's the way. He's the Word. He's the true vine. He's the truth. He's the victorious one. He's the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This card's not big enough for all the things that Jesus is. But on here, there's some promises. 
because if we put up that scripture again, for all of God's promises are a yes and an amen. Second Corinthians chapter one verse two. For all of God's promises have been filled in Christ. In the position that we are with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen. See, our position is in Christ. Our response is an amen. Our response is our position like Abraham. God will provide the sacrifice. The burden that might be on your shoulders right now could be the very fuel for the promise of God coming through in our lives. So there's one thing, church, I want to tell you this morning. is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's stand together and let's praise Him this morning. We're, we're, we're almost over time, but I, I, know, I just... I just I just believe we're going to pray. Why? Because we know our position. Before we go out those doors, and before the enemy will try and put doubt in our spirit, even the enemy's trying to put doubt in our spirit now, but I'm telling them he's got to go. But before we leave this small auditorium, we know our position right now, and it's, it's in Christ is our position, but our response, our amen, our prophetic declaration is what's going to bring our answer this morning. And so right across this room, I mean, we could do an altar call, but I just believe every person right now is there's something that God wants to answer in your spirit, answer it in your heart, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's psychological, Come, the answer right now is not in the burden that you're carrying, but the answer is in your position in Christ. Your answer is in the position in Christ that you are. And so if you're comfortable, well, maybe close your eyes. If you want to, lift your hands. Up to you. I really, it doesn't matter what you do. But what I declare is that your answer is in your language. Come, prophesy. As we sing that chorus. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.